punishing is withdrawing affection. Punishing is not helping with the dishes. Punishing is rolling over so your back is to your spouse and not your mm-hmm. your front. Punishing is a lot more, or can be, a lot more subtle. And that's where the forgiveness doesn't happen. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson joins us to discuss a handful of ways that you can show love toward your spouse. These are deceptively easy, but a little difficult to pull off sometimes. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchedmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is also the author of many, uh, over a dozen best-selling books. Uh, and her most recent, uh, for those looking for a fantastic read, is Happy, Healthy, Dead, Why What You Think You Know About Aging is Wrong and How to Get It Right. Uh, you can find this information and more at her website, noelnelson.com, and of course at our website, hitchmag.com. So um, you've called this podcast, Noel. You, you sent me over this topic, and thank you very much. Uh, a handful of special ways to love your spouse. But I get the distinct feeling, knowing you, that you don't mean expensive restaurants, gifts, or a first-class ticket to Paris. No. All those those things are all wonderful, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll take the first-class ticket to Paris immediately. Uh, well, maybe not immediately. But what I have in mind are less obvious and yet profound ways of loving your spouse that can take your marriage to a whole new level. Okay. Such as? Now, before we start in on these such as, these are going to sound deceptively simple. And they are, in theory, in practice. Okay, here we go. Because the first is, listen without interrupting. Mm -hmm. That is an extraordinarily special way to love your spouse, and one that very few of us ever do. Because... We're so busy formulating what we're going to say back to our spouse that we're actually not really listening. So listen without interrupting isn't just don't be rude, you know, open your mouth while they're speaking, but it's also actually listen without interrupting in your own mind because you won't hear half of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, has to do with like verbal communication? Are there any that don't involve 
communication per se? Yes, but we're not quite up there. I still have another one on the verbal communication part, okay. if I may. Oh, and yeah. that would be, and this one is just as much fun to do as listening without interrupting, which is to speak without accusing. Hmm. Now, again, sounds simple, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it for a minute, half the time when we say something, we're doing, yeah, but. <laughs> In other words, yes, I hear you, but. Right. You forgot about this, or you didn't do that, or, or I wish you would think of this, or you always forget too, or whatever. And so, again, it's not even just the verbal, but it's when you do it in your own head, mm-hmm. because that colors whatever you say next. And remember, the topic of, for today is special ways to love your spouse. So, right. these are special ways, which means they're going to mm, require a little more effort on your part. Yeah. It it's funny because when I'm when you're going through uh the the not refuting and and the just listening mm-hmm. and it it's it's so that your spouse can be and feel heard. And okay. I think about all the conversations we've had over the years about one of the things that happens when it comes to infidelity is somebody will go to work, they'll go they'll, they're in the office, and then what do you know? They have this worker who will just listen to them, correct? Pay attention to them and give them attention, you know. And that's exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. at the home. Uh, it is because we forget about it. Yes, we do. And it's such a powerful thing to be heard that in psychology, there's a term for it. It's called transference, which is a patient will regularly fall in love with their therapist. Mm -hmm. Not because they even, they don't know the therapist. There's no basis for, for true falling in love. But what they've fallen in love with is they are heard. And we actually have a word called transference. Because it's such a common phenomenon. Um, so if you really want to love your spouse, is make sure that they they feel heard. And listening without interrupting and speaking without accusing are two of the easiest ones to remember, although not always easy to do. Yeah. One of the one of the tools that you have given me over the years is when you do have a conversation to swap but with and. Yes. Uh, and I, and I've, uh, that's always resonated with me and I try to use it whenever I'm being (laughs) really thoughtful about what I'm saying at the time. Uh, and that's good. So an example would be, you know, that was a really great, you know, dinner you made, but it doesn't sound as good as that was a really great dinner and exactly would like, you know, less paprika. Exactly. (laughs) It's so much better than like, but that was too much paprika. Exactly. Yeah. And I must admit, I'm so honored that you took that particular technique to heart because I think it's one of the most powerful is just to swap out the word and for the word but because it doesn't just change that one word. It's like what you just did with it, Steve. It's but you put too much paprika is accusatory and nasty, whereas and I prefer less paprika is fairly neutral. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, you no longer feel attacked and that's, it's, it's funny how language can be so powerful and so subtle. Oh yeah. Same swing of the sword there. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, are, are we ready to move on to beyond the verbal communications? Yes, we are. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So what do we have with the nonverbal? Well, this is very similar actually to our paprika example, which is enjoy without complaint. Mm -hmm. 
But this is where you take out the but or the and or the anything. It's just, wow, what a great meal. And then putting a lid on it, (laughs) which is hard. We have so much, uh, we're so challenged when it comes to just enjoying and leaving it alone. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I have to admit, so something happened, um, we're recording this while in quarantine and something happened the other day and it was something super minor. Um, it was like something got left on the counter instead of put in the trash or something like that. Like, like I said, really minor. And I thought about saying something and I was like, you know what? It'll make me feel better. It's not going to change the situation. It's not a big deal. Just like swallow it, put it in the trash. It's fine. It's totally fine. And guess what? We didn't have a fight about something I didn't mention. Right. (laughs) And that, and then here's the enjoy part. You got to enjoy your spouse. Yes. And honestly, and I felt good about that action, that like restraint. Yes. I felt good about it. Like it sounds dumb, but I, I was like, man, I, I'm pretty proud of myself. That was a very mature thing of me to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the joy it brings to the other, to the spouse is huge. Yeah. Just enjoy without complaining. Yeah. You know, the, the ones that are the best at that are dogs. <laughs> Right. You want an example of enjoying without complaining? Just go notice what dogs do. You pet them, they're all happy. You stop there. Okay. <laughs> they don't go whine, whine, scratch, you know. They, no. Just, okay. Yep. That's and, it. And the next time you see them, they'll be just as happy to get those pets. Absolutely. Absolutely. So enjoy without complaint. And, you know, what's important is it's not like, okay, you would not, for example, Steve, in your life, uh, be comfortable with tons of stuff accumulating, tons of trash accumulating on the counter. But that's not, complaint isn't the, isn't what's going to work. What's going to work is having a conversation. And we have had that discussion many times. So it's not that one should swallow stuff that's, quote, bad or or uncomfortable. It's pick your battles. Mm -hmm. Know what's important. One piece of trash on the on the counter that that just got forgotten is, is not a big deal. It's okay, and if you want to enjoy the next hour with your spouse, probably best to do what you did, Steve, in your mature moment, which is just throw the damn thing away. Yeah, they happen every once in a while, and I'm glad you made that distinction because you're right. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a situation that required complaining, right? Um, uh, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Yes. Um. I can definitely see how uh, practicing enjoyment without complaint uh, would certainly up the happiness factor in a marriage. Do you have any others? Yes. Now, this one, again, these all have kind of a little twist to them, if you noticed, Mm -hmm. because the next one is forgive without punishment. Mm. See, we're, in other words, if you think about it, if we go through the ones we already did, people listen. Good, you know, spouses who are who are in a, a good place with each other, they listen and, and they speak and they enjoy. But unfortunately, there's the interrupting, the accusing and the complaining that gets thrown in there. Well, we forgive. We do. We're not we're not complete idiots. But often there is some degree of punishing. Mm. Now, we're not children. So punishing isn't go to your room and, you know, or whatever. Punishing is withdrawing affection. Punishing is not helping with the dishes. Punishing is rolling over so your back is to your spouse and not your mm-hmm. your front. 
punishing is a lot more or can be a lot more subtle. And that's where the forgiveness doesn't happen. You may say with your mouth all you wish, yeah, I'm, yeah, of course, I understand, I forgive you, it's okay. But if you don't follow that up by being your normal, compassionate, loving self, you're punishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the, uh, yeah, you kind of brought him up, one of the uh, horsemen of the apocalypse from Dr. John Gottman is stonewalling, yep. is what you were describing. Yep. yep. And often it's people... Mm, who have not had an opportunity to really study stonewalling think mm-hmm. that it's the the silent treatment variety, which is very obvious, or the we are not having sex ever again variety, which is also very obvious. Often these are much stonewalling can be much more subtle. Yeah, it's it, the turning away. It's that's the right. Back turning your back when you're that's sleeping, right. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Or the simply not bringing the 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 cream to the table when you know your spouse likes cream in their coffee. Right. Not a big deal. Could simply be looked as, as nothing. But you know inside yourself if you're punishing. Believe me, you know. Mm-hmm. And your spouse will sense it. If it's subtle, they, they might not necessarily catch on. But there will be like a coldness that descends mm-hmm. on the house. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I think uh, it, it's interesting because I feel like I've gone through this phase in myself where I've I feel like I was completely oblivious to the world. I was oblivious to my own feelings. I was oblivious to other people's feelings. And then over the years, I started to like tap into my own and then being able to recognize others and then being able to recognize my environment. And so I feel like it's kind of hard when you're not tapped into any of it. Um, I, cause I feel like I would have been oblivious in my younger days. Um, but that, but that sense that you talked about, like, I feel like that was always there, mm-hmm. even if I wasn't conscientious, like aware and, and like a more heightened sense of it, like mm-hmm. you, you still can walk into a room and be like, Ooh, <laughs> oh, yes. it's, a, it's a little chilly in here. Oh yes, absolutely. Now you, um, you are a science buff, so you won't, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. So you won't mind this little interlude. Nope. Um, you know that the energy that pulsates from within each of us, usually from your heart, extends, I believe it's about 14 feet in all directions from you, yes. which is why we do pick up on each other's energies. I, you have mentioned that before, and that is one of those like most amazing mm-hmm. uh, things that we measure, and it's so crazy and awesome. I, I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. But that, so to bear in mind that you can swing that either way. Right. If you truly are feeling, feeling forgiveness in your heart, genuinely, like, you know what? I've washed this. I'm good with it. We're fine. That energy is going to be transmitted to your spouse, who generally is within 14 feet of you, just mm-hmm. as effectively as your, yeah, I forgive you. Not really. Mm-hmm. And you're harboring that coldness. That is also what's transmitted. So you can do it very deliberately. You don't even have to say it out loud. You can just do it and it will be sensed energetically. And like you say, Steve, we do feel that. We know when we walk in a room, if all is well with everybody or not. Yeah. And I know, and I know everybody out there like has people in their lives when it's like, whenever they hang out with them, you just feel good. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, ah, like there's just like, it's it's a good vibe. Uh, This sounds like very woo woo, but it like, 
it's science-based. It's science-based and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Like, you know, there's people that you get around and like everybody gets tense and just like, ugh. and then there's other people you get around and you just like, ah, it's like a breath that you just exhale because you're like, ah, there's just so much comfort here. And there's not that animosity and tension and the energy that you've been talking about. Like you, you can feel it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I must admit, it pleased me enormously when HeartMath Institute came out with the research because it was like, I know this. I know this from just walking around as a human, but now I, I, I get the scientific validation, which for me is always a, a joy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so then, the, uh, so that kind of uh, forgiveness would definitely be more valuable that we've been talking about. Yes. Um, do you have anything else? Yes. And this one is, again, these are so simple in concept. It's just that when you make a promise, keep it. Don't forget about it. Hmm. If you promised to do X, whatever X is, to take out the trash or lose weight or help with, you know, I don't know, the budget, whatever it is, don't forget because that's what we do. We forget. We're really good for a couple of months. It's kind of like New Year's resolutions. We're just great for the first couple of months. And then it just sort of slips by the wayside. Mm -hmm. So if you can help yourself learn how to promise without forgetting, wonderful things will happen in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because that's one of the big ones, which is, but you said. (laughs) Right. And then there was no follow-up or there was follow-up for a bit because we usually are well-intentioned. Yeah. And I was going to go back to previous recommendations, which is you can fall back on some of the communication. If for some reason you're not able to fulfill the promise, Oh, sure. you can go back to some of that communication stuff we were talking about earlier and just oh, say sure. like, Hey, I know I promise such and such. Right. I would, I will plan on getting to it. However, uh, these are the things that are preventing me at the moment. And so... And so I would take out the word however, and I would stick the word and in. <laughs> yes, yes. Very good. Sorry, you really did that. Bad. You know what's so funny is as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was thinking to myself, this is the wrong word to use. <laughs> I was like, honest to God, I was like, ah, don't say it. Don't say it. And yeah. I did. I said it. Well, it's hard not to. I know. Um, so the other thing is that this means also, though, don't promise more than you can deliver. Right. That's just plain common sense. But we, especially in the in the in the heat of an argument or in the aftermath when we're trying to make up, we forget that we might not be able to deliver or that it might be horribly challenging. So pay attention to what you promise. You're much better off promising a little less, but delivering. Yeah, not forgetting. Um, this is great. These are all super easy. Uh, they, I love the little twist. Uh, these are a lot cheaper than a first class ticket to Paris. <laughs> um, it, it, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap this, uh, wrap this up? No, just that what you'll find is that you're not just giving a special kind of love to your spouse. You're giving it to the whole marriage, which means that it boomerangs right back to you. Oh, that's such a great way of putting it. You're right. Yeah. Because yeah. it is reciprocal. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we, we've talked about that in the past too, but you're right. Yeah. I love the idea of giving it to the marriage, not yes. necessarily to your spouse. That's no. great. So, well, that it's with that. I mean, I, I can't top that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's wrap this up. So thank you so much, Noel. It is always so much fun to do these with you. And I look forward to doing it again very soon. Thank you, Steve. 
Uh, and before we go, I do want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of over a dozen best-selling books. Uh, Noel is the author, most recently, of Happy Healthy Dead, Why What You Think You Know About Aging is Wrong and How to Get It Right. Uh, from that book, she created a group that you can find on Facebook called Meet the Amazings, which tells uh, really fantastic uh, little stories of people 70, 80, 90, 100 plus years old doing really active, fun, amazing things. Uh, and so you can find it again at facebook.com forward slash meet the amazings. You can get this information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find her on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. And of course, you can get all this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, where we have thousands of articles, the entire 500 plus episodes of our podcast archive. We have a free newsletter that goes out once a week, uh, which is a super easy way to stay uh, in tune to what we're doing and all the latest information that we come across and produce ourselves. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this week. And so until next time, take care, everybody. Clear our heads of all our worries and fears. Now we know it's go time. And it's about you